is another Living in the Past podcast. Uh, my name is Paul. This is my co-host. Hello. <laughs> ben. <laughs> and um, we are a, a uh, podcast that goes through the 90s month by month. We're in our 1991 season. We're doing our June 1991 episode. First episode uh, after having a couple of guests. It was back to, yeah. the, um, back to us too. So the old crew. Apologies. Um, this is a pretty good month. It is. I like. I'm like. I, I think I, I'm going to be liking the the summer months in America and winter months here. But yeah, Northern Hemisphere summer. And I well yeah. And I um, I'm a July baby, so I think it's just like you know, anything Spend June, July. I'm here. just like yeah. I'm like oh, it's nearly my birthday. They are the golden months though. I they mean, are. not so much in Australia because it's winter and it's usually a bit dreary. But even like we've got like football's a winter sport here. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. And everything so much happens in the northern hemisphere that we kind of tack onto. Yeah, and we get we, you know all the all the blockbusters come out. It's just why it's so weird because like our summer blockbusters are usually in their sort of shitty time. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, but you can't hold over until like six months like later. So it's, it's it is odd, but um, yeah, there's some good stuff coming up uh, today. But before we do anything, looking back into 1991, let's go to living in the now. What, you been, uh, what have you been watching? Did you watch anything today that you liked? Tell us, I, Paul. What have you experienced I actually, I actually have a question. Like, do oh. you have... I think I've worked out, like, Saturday... It's not a pyramid scheme. Saturday and afternoon movies are kind of my new thing. Um, there's As in one watching that, a movie on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah, but there's, there's, it's got to be a certain type of movie. You can't just have any sort of movie. Sleeping so, with the Enemy. That could be one. Yep. Um, I recently, uh, coming up in another episode, I watched Regarding Henry. Definitely a Saturday afternoon movie. Yep. Uh, I also have just started watching, um, again, documentaries about movies. So I watched um, the Indiana Jones one today. So I went through all three movies. Is it in three parts or is it just one thing that You can watch it all at once. Okay. So, and, that's what I, and that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think I, um, I've watched it once before, a couple of times before. I've also like the Jaws documentary, the Star Wars documentary. Um, yeah. Those are like a Saturday afternoon. You, it's got to be a certain thing. It's a, it's a vibe. Field of Dreams could be in there, Ooh. but it's a bit too emotional for that. Yeah. Maybe a Saturday Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you want to have some dinner after that. Um, but yeah, so I think I've just been, uh, apart from that, I watched uh, The Happiest Season, which was kind of weird because like we we're trying to watch them, we're looking for a new movie to watch, like me and my wife during the week, and there's just nothing. I don't want to watch Tenet. I'm sorry. I just don't want to watch Tenet at all. <laughs> um, I mean, it's pretty good, but whatever. I don't want to watch the Snyder Cut. Um, I haven't got time for that. You want to, but you don't have time for it. Yeah. And then, um, so we found the, it was The Happiest Season, so it was a, it was a Watching a Christmas movie, but not around Christmas, which was kind of weird. But it was, it was, I liked it. It's a pretty disappointing. No, nah, pretty easy watch. Like I liked Mary Steenburgen's fucking excellent in it. Always. Uh, and Dan Christmas Levy. Stewart. Yeah, Dan Levy's excellent in it. Yeah. Um, the only one who's not excellent is the other main character. Yeah, she's the the, the the there was pretty little chemistry there, but like yeah, Dan Levy's um it is one of those movies that if I watched it again, it'll be like basically waiting for Dan Levy to come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so, like, spoilers, uh, sorry, so disappointed in the ending. It should not have ended like that. Yeah. You've been a shit partner yeah. all throughout this journey. You've had so many opportunities to redeem this or, like, make up for it and you haven't. And then 
in classic Homer Simpson style, <laughs> one tiny gesture at the end and all is forgiven. That's the, the new definition of um, pulling a Homer. Yeah. <laughs> is that. A tiny um, gesture. Bullshit. Hated it. Yeah. I feel I, like you've watched something else. I watched also um, Drag Me to Hell. That was fun. No? Um, no, no I can't think of anything else I've watched recently. Oh, okay. Really? Weird. Okay. Hmm. What have you watched recently? I just watched uh, the James A. Cast special again. Oh, sorry. Um, I cannot. Sake. Yeah, I, I cannot uh, uh, promote that enough, especially the second half, because I was like, can't promote it enough. You didn't even promote it at all, Paul. You forgot that you watched. I it. know. Sorry, it I was would, an hour I, ago. You're talking about movies. <laughs> I think I think it's a movie. Um, it is really good, and like the the second half of it, which I thought was um. Like you said, it was like a bit heavy, but it's like it's heavy, yeah. but it's in a good way. But like, I found a lot of parallels to to, to what he was saying, and I was like, I found it very. I I'll definitely be um getting my own copy of it and watching it again because it's it's definitely. Is he also not just one of the best human beings you've you've heard of? Um yeah, look, I don't know. Like I don't like to sort of throw my support behind every one of these. It's like you never know what's coming around the corner, but he seems he seems pretty good. So yeah. Oh. In a week where I found out that Thomas Middleditch, yeah, was being a bit of a horrible, yeah, 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 I was. It's one of these things. Like every morning, <laughs> you're gonna look at your phone and it's like, oh, Thomas Middleditch, what's he into? Oh, okay. <laughs> like well, Laura sent me the article, and halfway through, I was like, ah, oh, he's gonna apologize. No, he's doesn't. reached out to this woman. It's gonna make. Oh no, okay. Nope. <laughs> Double down. Well, he, he went a different way. Okay. Yeah. You remember it wrong. <laughs> that was yeah. charming. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, apart from that, um, I've been trying to get back into my podcast a bit because I had, um, I don't know, it's one of those things like when I was playing in bands is when it, like the sort of tail end of that is when I discovered podcasts and it's like, I stopped listening to music a lot and just... And just and 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 start listening to podcasts, but in the moment, like because we're making this, I'm less inclined to listen to podcasts at the moment. I don't know whether it's like I don't want to accidentally start to like mimic or like you know you know when you start like yeah, you listen, yeah. if you say if you listen to a band like you start writing songs, it's like oh I'm, I'm writing yeah. songs like a band. Um, and I've I've heard other podcasts and been involved with other podcasts where. I'm like listening to them say stuff and I'm like, oh, I think I heard that on something else. I'm like, we got to be careful here. <laughs> it's hard. It's like when you're in a relationship and you become like the personalities meld and you take on each other's traits. Like, yeah. And if you listen to it a lot, you're going to just subconsciously or even consciously be like, oh, I might try that out with ours. Yeah. Anyway, getting back into better stuff. Uh, let's go back into 1991 and uh, go into the events. All right, so there was a few. Um, June 1991, I imagine there was a lot of shit happening. Well, um, in Australia, uh, Paul Keating did his first challenge to Bob Hawke. So we talked about the agreement, the secret agreement they had back in... Uh... Was he like his vice? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, but he, he lost that one. So he, oh. he, and then he also resigned as treasurer. Oh. Which would be like, and like... To, it, at the end of this year he challenges again but I'm thinking like that's a super awkward six months that so he's just like alright I lost and now I'm sort of just hanging around and I'm not treasurer I'm just sort of hanging around the Labour Party <laughs> and Pop Paul's yeah. really angry at me 
Um, Will three dollars sixty four an hour. This is tough. <laughs> uh, we also had um, quite a lot of natural disasters happen. Um, it seemed to be the um, time for that. Golden so, age. <laughs> the golden age. Uh, so we had Mount Unzen in um, Japan uh, was uh, erupted, and that was the worst in Japan's history ever Ooh. up to that point. Um, I believe that's been changed now with the one that happened a few years ago that had the nuclear power plant. Was that the worst one leading back until like yeah, I think the so. records mysteriously <clears throat> disappeared? <laughs> yes. Um, we also had uh, the Philippines volcano erupt and also an underwater volcano erupt. <laughs> wow. In the same month. Uh, so they're like quite a lot of... Uh, I don't think they actually caused um, any death or damage, but like oh. it was all doing apart from directly around it, but, like, it was just um, the first time in history that, like, the, these ones have, like, been erupting to this to this magnitude. So, uh, we had... Uh, so, John Paul... Pope John Paul II came out. Uh-oh. Of the closet. No. That's some big news. But uh-oh is... Uh, is, is anytime that I say that the Pope came out and said something, you're like, oh, God. Um, compared abortion to um, Nazi murder. So, that was nice of him to uh... say. He... He didn't look well at the time either. I mean, I'm not saying that that's why he did it, but I'm just like, I don't know if he really understood like what was going on around him. But yeah, it's uh, not a good mm. party line, Dad. And like, it hasn't really changed, unfortunately, in like, the last few years. Um, I will say in the same month, of the first openly gay or openly lesbian uh, priest was uh, made in the United States. So she, she actually got, she was allowed to become a priest. The Pope knew about this? I'm not sure. <laughs> I think they just sort of hope you didn't read the news. <laughs> Probably. There was a victory parade in DC for the for the troops coming back from the Gulf War. The Gulf skirmish. <laughs> so I was just like, it's like, it's like having a farewell party when you go on a two week holiday. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, we'll like, see you soon. Yay! You were barely away. Okay, cool. Um. Boris Yeltsin wins the Russian election, so he becomes he comes into power. Yay! I just like saying Boris Yeltsin. Oh. Uh, Pablo Escobar surrendered to police. What a loser! Did you ever watch the, sh- the series? No. Should I? Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. I know how it ends now, though. My um, my friend still uh, was, uh, was a big. Uh... I always assumed he would have gone down in a blaze of glory. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Oh, sold some people out. You should watch them. You should watch it. Did he sell some people out? You should watch it. Sold um, some people out, didn't he? NBC announced that yeah, will be replace uh, Carson uh, in 1992. So Carson his retirement um, from the Late Show. Uh, this is the big thing. Like Dave Letterman and Leno were both going for it. And you know who was at what network at that time? So Leno wasn't that. on any network. He was just like coming up as a stand-up comedian. He'd been, he'd, I think he'd done, oh, he'd uh, taken over the Late Show when Johnny Carson was either sick or away. Right. So he'd he'd done a few of them. But Letterman was on the same channel. No, he was on CBS. Oh, he was even like then. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought he moved, moved to CBS. He, yeah, he moved from somewhere, and then like. Uh, so, and he was basically a shoe in. And then, uh, if you ever watched, there's a, um, nineties, um, uh, 
documentary series called the 90s and the the then boss of NBC said like letterman's manager came at him like really like aggressively and said like we're not doing it unless he gets this x amount of money Ooh. and they said like fuck it we'll just go with jay leno and i don't, I don't know whether Lennon, uh, letterman actually was like wanting that so mm. yeah so it was all like if you want there's a movie about it called the late shift if you ever get a chance to see it, it's actually a really good movie um i don't know i mean leno um, most people know my feelings on Leno. I don't care for him whatsoever. And this week he came out and said, like, he's sorry for all the Asian jokes he's ever done. Oh, okay then. Um, so he's like, oh, it's, this is not like a cancel culture thing. This is just me, like, trying to make amends. And it's like, can you make amends for, like, nearly... Like, his monologues firstly went on for, like, fucking way too long. And they were all nasty, mean, fucking... Like, the shit that he said, like, during the, the Lewinsky clinton thing was just and he said it in such like a weird smirk friendly sort of way like it's not offensive because he's being so i never i never got his appeal and um we'll we'll get to it but like his first year there was pretty rough but there's a certain incident that came up that just uh broke him into the big time yeah so there's a there's a little taste for you i am also had it not pointed out for me but uh was made aware tina fey made some pretty sketchy jokes on i think it was fallon about she, uh impersonating her daughter as a vietnamese sex worker yeah i there's been a there's a certain amount of like shade thrown her way and I, i've never known what for but then i've like things have come out and i'm like oh i can see that yeah yeah like, so, like is it's yeah. a bit disappointing it is because I used to think she was pretty good, but yeah, she has been. And I'm not going to make excuses of her trying to fit into like the male comedian culture. Nah, because that's you know, if you're defending her, that's what it looks like, that's what it sounds like. But you make your choices, you make your jokes. Yeah. If you feel you have to go down that path, James Acaster never went down that path. <laughs> but you know, I feel yeah. There's um. We can't all be the next Mr. Bean, can we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel there's um a lot of comedians that could um come out, especially during this time where we're focusing on uh racism against Asians. Like they were like the the butt of a lot of jokes in 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 a lot of people's a lot of TV shows and a lot of movies, sort of thing. And like, yeah, I think a lot of people have to take account for what they said and move forward. Uh, Even what you're saying in the May mini about. People calling out or trying to call out Richard Gere for being gay. Like, why is this news? Yeah. Why are you so interested in his sexual preference? What does it matter? Yeah. And Maybe like, he did just get married. It's, and low, to, it's, it's the lowest hanging fruit. And like, that's what like Jay Leno made a career of eating and devouring and shitting out the lowest hanging fruit of, of jokes. So I was always curious. Graham Norton used to do that a lot. Yeah. He was really mean. And I don't know if he came out and addressed it or not, but at some point, I don't think he fully turned the corner. He's not amazing, but he's a lot more open and less offensive than he used to be. I think we're going to, yeah, like he seems to turn around. I think we're going to, like, I mean, I already hear like a lot of uh, skeletons rattling around in um, James Corden's closet as well. Apparently he's not Uh-oh. a particularly nice nice guy to be around. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but yeah, I suppose the you got to, if you're going to say that sort of shit, you got to, it's gonna it's gonna come back to to haunt you yeah 
So, and you need more than some blanket apology like Leno, I'm sure, did. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to make assumptions, but I assume that it was, it was very weak. Apology. Yeah, yeah. pretty sure. Um, and the last bit of uh, event came out. We sort of covered it in our um, video games of the year mini, but Sonic the Hedgehog was released, and obviously came. I don't. Who's Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> I don't know that name. And became the face of Sega. Did um, he have a different name? Oh, Mr. Needlenose. <laughs> and, and now I'm giggling again. <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Needlenose. Needlenose or Needle Mouse? Needle Mouse. Mr. Needle Mouse. Mr. Needle Mouse. Needle Mouse. He's my favorite. We also had in Australia. Uh-oh. Uh, Warner Brothers Movie World opened. Queensland? Yeah. Huh. With special guests. Uh, Ooh, Tom Hanks. Superstars Gotti Horn and Kurt Russell and super racist Mel Gibson. So that was uh, events. And now once we've done the events, we've gone on to huh? sports. Huh? Good theme song. It is a good theme song. Thank you. Um, so this is... Obviously, it was a big month for most things, June, I, July. I believe, um, I believe the basketball was pretty big. <laughs> I don't get in on your events, all right? Just, okay. I don't know. You know when you watch the news and they always like leave the big story for the end and they have all these commercial breaks and just keep you coming back? Yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to do that. Okay, cool. Thank you, because it's usually shit. Okay. Wait, so I should finish with the... No, no, no yeah, no, 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 just do it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, the NBA Finals happened. Lakers won the first game. Yeah. Guess what happened to the next four games? Chicago Bulls, like, run. They sure did. Yeah. That was, they, uh, this is Jordan's first... This is Chicago Bulls' first, and I think last championship. Okay. I don't think they ever won anything again after this. <laughs> but uh, we'll come back next year and find out. <laughs> um, we had the French Open. We had Wimbledon. Go for tennis. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Wimbledon, there was a German double sweep. Ooh. Stitch won the men's and Graf won the women's. <laughs> Stitch and Graf. Stitch and Graf. <laughs> they also at a duo fighting crime on the weekends. Yeah. Um, in the that... new lethal weapon, Stitch and Graf. I could see it. Yeah. The German version. <laughs> um, so the AFL, this was rounds 11 to 15. Yeah. Richmond went one and four this month. <laughs> wasn't a good time. S- yep. Sitting thirteenth out of I think there was fifteen or sixteen teams at the time. West Coast was sitting on top. They're having a very good time. Uh, the Canadian Grand Prix. Ooh. I don't know how many Grand Prix I've mentioned this year. I don't know. They did one in Canada. Where in Canada they do it? Uh, I think it was Montreal. Okay. I think from memory. Yeah playing video games <laughs> i was thinking of the courses that come yeah. up <laughs> they did lose it at some point i think maybe in the early 2000s i don't know if i've got it back or not you picked nigel mansell now to pick your track <laughs> um always nuremberg ring or silverstone <laughs> uh so that was uh piquet piku picot piquet <laughs> pancake one <laughs> Uh, Medina and Patrice also took out some podiums. Okay. Um, These names mean nothing to me. <laughs> this will mean something to you. Okay. Uh, 
the women's AFC championships. This is soccer. Okay. Um, this is qualifying for the first ever women's World Cup. First, really? Yeah. Okay. It's the eighth um, AFC, but only the first. Remember last month? When... Oh, the Australia and the yeah, Papua so New, New Zealand Guinea. qualified. Des- <laughs> the destruction of Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Poor PNG. Oh, um, so China, Japan, and Chinese Taipei all qualified. Okay. First, second, third, and lastly, rounding out my sports news is the women's Euro basket. Ooh. Not European basketball. It's called Eurobasket. You get half the word. <laughs> half of each word. <laughs> like basketball for women. Um, it's the 23rd one. Oh, the Eurobasket. Yeah. For women. How that? How about it? Things the way they're supposed to... yeah. Maybe it's a European thing. I don't know. Um, but the Soviet Union defeated Yugoslavia. Okay. I'm looking forward to how many more times that happens before. Well, the things... end of this year, like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Is it that soon? It's that yeah. soon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Quique has something he'd like to add, <laughs> but he's not been invited. So uh, maybe we can release him. So you done, done with sports? That is my sports. All right, on to film. All right, so pretty previous month for film. Um, I uh, I'll go through all the releases. So we had City Slickers, Don't Tell Mum, The Babysitter's Dead. Jungle Fever, Robin Hood, Rocketeer, and Naked Gun Two and a Half. Um, which ones did you watch? I watched uh, City Slickers. Yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, Babysitter. Yep. And Rocketeer. I watched City Slickers. Don't tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead. Robin Hood, Rocketeer, and Naked Gun Two and a Half. Wow. Yeah. Almost had a clean sweep. Almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, Pathetic. <laughs> Let's go. Well, firstly, I'll go through the ones that um, only I watched, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll come around to City Slickers. Uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half. I thought I was going to hate, and I laughed a lot. In that I movie. assumed that I was going to love it, and I really wanted to watch it because those movies were so dumb. I believe they're on Disney now. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, so it's yeah, it's the one where uh, there's an <laughs> imposter or something. Yeah, right? it's like the... imposters, like yeah, and, some scientists um, that they've kidnapped and. Yeah, but there's like a lot of um. It's it's the the funniest tent pole scene is like they do the takeoff from Ghost, and there's just crap flying around everywhere. It's, oh yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I remember that. OG's in it. Mm. Um, he gets dragged around the um country like underneath a bus for most of it though. So. <laughs> I remember that bit. Uh, Doesn't the, he start out under a car or something, and it just basically like well the first thing he does is like go underneath the car to put a um, tracking beacon on, and then like the car drives off. Yeah, and then he gets stuck under a bus. That's amazing. Um, it's I just I forgot how funny the wordplay and just um, better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like cringy all the way through. It's but, mostly yeah. like slapstick, dumb humor, right? Yeah, not... yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Robin Hood. <laughs> So sad I didn't get to watch it. Uh, nearly the one I think I mentioned it on the point break is nearly the one we did a watch long for, but it, it does it does go for two, two and a half hours, and I think I've got an extended edition that goes even longer. Um, and it's a bit intense to kind of like point break you can make light of. It's a lot darker too than I remember. Like um like and it's it's a really weird tone too because there was bits I was talking to um to Laura beforehand about um 
you know, the bit where he's wanting to marry, like the sheriff of Nottingham's wanting to marry May Marion. He's essentially saying, I'm going to go murder a bunch of kids if you don't do it. And she's like, oh, I've got no choice. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, uh, there's a bit where you find out that Will Scarlet is Robin Hood's brother. And the reason that he hates him so much is because Robin Hood, uh, Robin Hood's dad took a new wife after Robin's mum died. And um, Will Scarlet was their son. But because Robin was such a shit about it, the wife <laughs> ran away. And then, like, Will Scarlet became homeless. <laughs> it was like, and then, like, Mar- Mar- Marion's going on the whole movie before they get together about how, like, a spoiled rich boy, like, Robin was. And I'm like, fuck, he sounds like a dick. <laughs> That's why they had Russell Crowe play him later on. Because he just plays a dick so well. Uh, but, like, the, the, the performances are really good. I mean, it, it has to be said, like, Robin, <laughs> um, Kevin Costner doing an American accent for the movie just because he can't do an English one. He basically tried for a couple of days and they said, just just do your... Just just talk normally. I mean, it could have potentially ruined it. I would I would pay good money to hear his English accent like, and how he's doing it. If he went like full Cockney, it's just like... Yeah, I don't know. What what did Russell Crowe do? I've never seen that one. Oh. I think I've, yeah, I don't think I've watched any other Robin Hood apart from this one because I love it so much. I, I used to watch this like weekly. I fucking love this movie. Um, it's got one of the, the best performances of the entire movie is um, Sheriff of Nottingham done by Alan Rickman. is just amazing. Of course. Uh, I love how the fact they basically build an Ewok village to live in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember that bit. Um, and then the Sheriff of Nottingham goes and burns it down. Um it's got some of the best it's got one of the best montages of all time basically from when they've got nothing and then they're building the Ewok village and <laughs> um like they're they're teaching the the all the people how to like fight and like do you more... think when they were like writing the film doing the, like the storyboard were they like hey let's uh, just go a little Star Wars style like Ewok village here that'll be cool right it oh, yeah, looks totally so work. much fucking like it i i it's it is the Ewok village maybe they maybe they stole some Reused there should it. be a carving of Wicket in the background. Or something. Um, and then, yeah, I know the names of the Ewoks. <laughs> um, then they also got, uh, what was it? The um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Fun drinking. Oh, I forgot he's in that. Fun drinking game. Every time he says, in my country, <laughs> you should take a drink and you'll be hammered by oh, halfway geez. through the movie. <laughs> what was his country? Uh, he was a Moor, so it was like Jerusalem and oh. um, like uh, the Middle East and stuff. He doesn't do an accent either, does he? Oh, yes, he does. Does he? Yeah. Huh. I've not seen this for a very long time. He, yeah, his is forgivable because like, man, and he, call, he keeps calling uh, Robin Hood Christian. Christian! <laughs> uh, it's a very funny movie. It's just Bloody the, Chrisos. It's just, it's just, it's just the, um... It is the weirdest tone because, like, it's it's also got this like weird witchcraft thing going on with um uh, the sheriff of Nottingham and this witch. Um, that witch terrified me as a child. Yes, and I, yeah, that whole part of the movie I just hated. There's also this really weird uh, decision by the director. At some, there's about four or five points from the movie where he does an extreme close up on a person's face, and it's almost like a fisheye lens like it's oh. like it kind of like curves around mm. and it's like one point it's when um 
the the witch is like right there on the screen. I'm like, that's way too close. Yeah. Um, the another one is when, um, uh, Alan Rickman stabs his cousin. Oh yeah, <laughs> Spanish steel. Um, <laughs> but it's like his his cousin's like right up in like and like he's like there's spit and blood coming out of his mouth, and it's just like, what is this choice? But definitely the best thing about this movie would have to be. Mm. How many films, blockbuster films, had a hit like this? It's it's got to be a handful. Ah, uh, at the most. Slightly ruined by Stewie and Family Guy. <laughs> nah, nothing can ruin this. This is like our generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. I realise that might be offensive, that's a big call, but <laughs> if you think about it. Because teen spirit is one thing. Yeah. That changed a generation, but this is just like a... <sighs> Dare I say... It's Adam's perfection. Banger. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to see, I don't know whether it's a thing of he wrote it for the movie or he had it and they said oh, we're going to use that um, I'm just going to do a quick I've, I had a quick look through and I can't work out like where he wrote it from like whether it's like the album version goes for six minutes by the way Ooh. yeah if you, want some, if you want some more Brian told you it was a bohemian yeah look it's um, I do say like it's it's um, if he wrote that for the film, that's impressive because to write a song of that quality and like it kind of fits in. And it robs from the rich, feels from the poor, everything I do, I do for you. And it's also like, I mean, they use the musical cues from it like throughout the movie, like like in the score as well. Um, when it's actually used in it, uh, when he's sending Marion away, like it's 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 really effective and really, really good. Um, I love and I hate when they do that with a song. Like, at the end of the movie, you feel like there's this amazing hit song, but it's n- not always that good. It's just because they filtered it in there. Yeah, they, they, they cut it. To, yeah, they, they put make, all the best bits of the, of the song in there. And they make you think that you know this song and you love this song, but yep. you only found out about it 80 minutes ago. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever... You'll be hard-pressed to find another, mo- another movie and song that um, are intertwined as much as these two. Like, it's just... I would say... Peas and carrots. Moving on to Rocketeer, um, watch it with my son, had to explain what Nazis were, but you know, <laughs> it's <was> pretty good. <laughs> and why they just come out of the bushes. Yep, <laughs> they're just everywhere. Now they're son, in... if you're ever in an open field and there's trees surrounding you, beware of Nazis. I love the fact they used um, parts of LA for that, they used the observatory in that, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really good looking film. I didn't know that that's how Hollywood land became Hollywood. <laughs> yes. I didn't know. That's that's what happened. Just, just a zeppelin falling on the sign. Was it a yeah. zeppelin? Lots of zeppelins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Probably all that lead they used, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that movie's um, weird. I, I haven't seen it for ages, and like it's one of those ones where that's what a kids' movie used to be like. It's like we will put in like these like really huge adult concepts. It'll be fun because I don't think I used to. I don't think I used to like it as a kid. But I actually never now. got to see it. I'd always wanted to watch it. I may have seen snippets of it growing up. Yeah. 
but like looking at the cover, knowing about it, it's like, I want to watch this. There's a man that's a rocket. <laughs> I want to see it. Even before I had my Jennifer Connelly uh, admiration, yeah, I wanted to see it. And to finally see it this week, I wouldn't say disappointed, but it was a bit kind of nothing. I mean, it flew by. Yeah. An hour and 48 minutes. Didn't feel like an hour and 48 minutes. Alan Arkin's in it. He's pretty good. Alan Arkin's got hair in it. But then still looks amazingly old. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also a who's who of like 90s bit characters. Oh my God. It's just like, like they just opened the character, uh, character actor phone book and just like start blindly like, yep, him, 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 her, her, her. Amazing. Uh, Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I was pleasantly surprised about. I haven't seen it for ages, if at all. And... Again, I don't, I don't know if I ever got to see this as growing up. I liked it a lot, and I don't know why. I think it was just because I kind of liked the fact that she... So if you're noticing the movie, uh, a, a family living in uh, Los Angeles, their mum goes away to Australia for three weeks. Um, uh, three or four. Yep, um, and leaves them like with some money and also with a babysitter that they all hate. Um the babysitter's not really doing anything out of like the realms of reason of reason like she's just being <laughs> no she's way too stern she put name tags on them she's no she was mean she's old what did she no do? excuse for being mean uh but right, when she walks in that kid's room and she sees like cleavage and she almost died i think actually that's what killed her wasn't it well yeah like she just after they died yeah um Again, uh, all of the all of the older son's friends are just from Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> there's like there's two different things you could be as a teenage uh, guy in a nineties early nineties movie. You could be like a preppy, like clean cut with a collar up, or you can be like a a Seattle grunge rocker. I love that he can't be uh, contributing to society and like looked upon in a better light until he gets his hair cut. Yeah. Oh, you cut your hair. Oh, now you're a member of society. Now the popular girl at school wants to go out with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're boring and you want a job. Uh, Daniel Harris plays one of the young sister. I bring her up because she was in, in the um, Halloween 4 and 5. Uh, there's actually... I feel like she was in more things. Yeah, she's in Last Boy Scout. Maybe that's where I know her. And she's also in... A bunch of more stuff that comes up. I've, I basically every time that she's in, I'll, 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 um, I'll mention it because okay. you know, Halloween alum. <laughs> uh, we've got um, a few of the f word. There's a few fucks in this movie. I was surprised for a PG yeah. movie. Oh, was it PG? So it's PG, mm. and I think they, yeah, I think you're allowed a certain amount of the f word. So, um, Dave Duchovny's in this movie, looking horrible. Well. No more horrible than usual, really. There Just that is little ponytail. A fuck ton of smoking in this movie too. By like, very natural though. Yeah, like everyone in that office is smoking. Like, um, Christina Applegate is like smoking like nonstop throughout the entire movie. And she's seventeen. Yeah, she's supposed to be seventeen in the movie. Yeah. Um, there is a point too where I'm pretty sure the ER theme plays. <laughs> uh, Weird. I only say it because like it's very it's a very significant, and I used to love that theme like. Yeah, um, and I've also got <laughs> I've got a note, and I've watched this so long ago. I don't know what it, it says cucumber, but I don't know what that means. Someone was cool as one. 
Yeah. I just want to make a... I didn't... I've stopped taking notes for films because I usually watch them like quite close to... I was recording. Yeah. Um, But all I could think, David Duchovny and his girlfriend reminded me of Elaine and the boyfriend in Vacation. Yeah. They have that same sort of like, there's always like two conniving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's kind of weird because like that was a sort of a trope in a lot of movies. And Duchovny did that twice. He was in, um, he was kind of the bad guy in Beethoven, the dog movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's he's he 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 played um the the unlikable guy quite well. I've actually just I forgot about that because I just remember the vet, the mean vet with the glasses that tries to say that Beethoven is dangerous and they're gonna. We're not up to Beethoven yet. We'll worry about that later. So the cucumber thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, she says to her boss about something and her boss says every woman over 25 should have a cucumber in the house and oh. she thinks it's to put over her eyes but I think the connotation is that you use Sit it on for it. other stuff yeah so huh. one of those jokes that would have gone over my head just like uh, in I think it's The Great Outdoors with John Candy and Dan Aykroyd and John Candy's wife at one point says, go find yourself a spin cycle to this other lady because, like, to get off on the oh. washing machine or something like that. And I'm just like, I didn't realise it until, like, five years ago when I was watching it. Um, so talking about, let's let's get into the, the main uh, movie of, of this month um, for ticket sales. And, like, I found it pretty good as well. Uh, City Slickers. Um, hello. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about the revelation that happened when I was watching this movie. Ooh. So I I watched it back in the day, and obviously I'm 1991. I'm uh, nine years old. Four, yeah. Uh, so I cannot obviously connect with Billy Crystal in this movie. In the first ten minutes of this movie, he reveals that he's 39 years old, and I'm like, I'm turning 39 <laughs> years old this 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 year. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm City Slickers age now, like Billy Crystal, and he's. I thought like he was must have been fifty. He was actually forty three or forty four. I misheard films. at the start of that film. I thought he said forty eight. Yeah, I was, and like, I was like, oh yeah, fair enough. That, that, that fits. Have a crisis now. Yeah, uh, it's a, like it's funny. I I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. I it's hard because it's one of those like child nostalgia connection but it's not something that i overdid as a kid yeah like i watched it enough to love it or remember it all but didn't ever obsess over it or aside from hello hello um and that intro the little cartoons oh my god how shit was that like that was oh, fucking weird it. oh you liked it i love that it goes on for way too long but like why do you need that i don't know i don't know why movies do like the credits at the start um we're gonna I go love the little like- cartoons but like 90s is the the last uh, big opening credit sequence. Like, they they stopped doing it, like, mid-2000s, I think, because now it's like, you just get straight into it. Bam, we're done. We're going to get moving. Credits are for the end. Yeah. Um, The running of the bulls at the start. Mm. (laughs) Um, Not a good start. Oh. But it does does, uh, build up to that moment where he gets, like, he's getting his bum stitched up yeah and the, the doctor in the background like photo, like gets into the photograph is amazing <laughs> i can't believe how young daniel stern looks in this yeah 
Very odd. I yeah. mean, I haven't watched Home Alone 2 yet to see how old you claim that he looks. He but... fucking he ages. Yeah. Um, and he's just the best. Danielson in this, there was that bit... Um, so if you've never seen the movie, it's all about uh, three lifelong friends who they tend to do like these uh, extreme sort of trips away. Uh, so like they do the running of the bulls. I think they like climbed a mountain or they yeah, did something so... like Um and then Billy Crystal's also is 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 still like depressed. And he's he's not happy with his. He's actually a bit of a shit in this because like, I'm sure his wife's supporting him, but like he's and like you know he, like she's trying to be be as nice to him as possible, but he's just like depressed and didn't like his doesn't like his job. Yeah, it's like whole like life. go find your smile. Yeah, go find your smile. Mm. Like fucking man. Like <laughs> anyway, um, I had a similar incident about four years ago, and this is not how it plays out. <laughs> You're an adult. You don't just fuck up. I you mean, you go to a ranch. I mean, I kind of did some of those things, but I did it with my partner. Yeah. And we went, and, you know, together and found our smiles, not just, I'm fucking yeah, off it, because it, it this is, is what it I want to do. It is very much like... And know, he's got a kid. He's got two kids. Can we mention who one of the children was, please? Itty bitty Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. Film debut. Nice. And I think he's in the second one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Curly's Looking forward girl. to that. <laughs> uh, he has a birthday party where... We find out that Daniel Stern's character has slept with a twenty-year-old. Uh, Lisa out. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, he did Yardley Sis. He, he does the um, voice for Lisa Simpson. Um, her little cameo is fucking funny too, because like she, he basically his wife is like Daniel Stern's wife in the movie is awful. So uh, I still that doesn't mean that he should cheat on her, but like it's um, it's a very funny way it's all played out. So then uh, they decide to go on this trip to a ranch. Uh, you've got Bruno Kirby there, who's um, he was his friend in When Harry Met Sally. He's like kind of like the chauvinist of the um, whole group. Kind of a pretty unlikable character. He's the worst. Yeah, I hated really, him. I really, he, he reminds me of more guys I've known over my years than like I'd care to. Yeah, and like, to. I'm not making excuses for boys be boys bullshit, but you understand like in teen movies when a kid hasn't had sex yet, yeah, and that's their life. You're 38 now, and all you're obsessing about is like sleeping with someone attractive. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think you can move on. I think, especially with these wild holidays are going on. Like, there's clearly more to life than the next attractive woman. And they rock up to um the ran- They rock up to this ranch, and like you meet the other people who are there. There's like a father and son. Um, the dentists. The dentists. Um, you've also got black characters in a 90s film. Yeah, black token black yep. characters. Um. <laughs> You also got these two guys who are basically based on Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yep. Um, uh, David Painter, um, the smaller guy. He's yep. in. Um, he's if you don't know him, he's the um guy in Ocean's Thirteen that basically all the shit things happen to. Oh yeah. Um, he's in. I, I love him. He's in. So he was in the movie I just recently watched called Dragon of Hell. Um, he's an excellent actor. Um, yeah, always always love watching him do his thing. Uh. Yeah, it gets like, and then obviously you got Curly and Jack Palance. So good. <laughs> I crap bigger than you. <laughs> I can't believe they were going to get um, Bronson. It would have been pretty funny. I can't, there's apparently there's a story that goes along with that too, and I didn't know, I couldn't find out what it was. But there's like a really bad, like he, he rejected it in the worst way possible. I'll, I'll find it. Oh, okay. I know he rejected it because he dies 
like on the well yeah so spoiler alert um like yeah jack palance (laughs) like curly's character like passed away and i actually forgot that what I forgot that he died because I thought oh, I must be around for the second one because it's Curly's gold. Because <laughs> he's um, got this magical twin like 90s films always had. <laughs> um, so then, um, is that what happens? Yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's his twin brother. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, he won a, a Academy Award for this. So. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? I don't, he's good, but he's not that good. 20 minutes of screen time being angry. Get a bunch of thing. Yeah, I guess he was all right. He was better in Batman. You are my number one. Okay. Isn't Batman? Yeah, he's Carl Grissom in the '89 Batman. Huh. Um, he's the one that's sleeping with um, Joker's girlfriend. All Joker's sleeping. With I don't girlfriend. really watch '80s films. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's and like it plays out. There's a huge use of the word faggot in this movie. Mm. Um, which happens a lot in um, these early 90s and also into the 2000s, like way, way too much. Like it's, this was the big new slur to use and like it gets used a lot. Um, Bill and Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. It's, it's more, it's more weird to hear it now. Yeah. It's just like no one has used that in like i mean i don't know i don't hang around like school like you know maybe they still use it in school and stuff like that but like it's just uh i remember when I, once I was, I was hanging out with my friends from high school again it was about you know mid-20s and i they were still using that word and i was like it's making me like feel real really like it's, it's like it made me feel really uncomfortable it's like more so like oh man they haven't moved on from like fuck, they're still saying it the one like there's no saving grace to it but it was the the worst characters of the film that use it. So yeah. So it's not being yeah. n- not excusing that they used it. They shouldn't have needed it. But I feel like there was kind of that angle of this is the worst person in the film. Yeah. You the... don't follow on from this character's actions. Like this isn't the correct way yeah. to go about life. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I don't know. They, they probably could have Hopefully. done that in a, bit, in, a better, in a better way. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> um. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal helps uh, birth a cow. He calls him Norman. He comes quite attached to him. Yeah. And he says, Norman, hello. Um, let's talk about the fact that he says hello a lot in that weird way throughout the entire film. It's like it's like he he bumped into a young person that's like, this is, how, this is why we're saying it now, Billy. And Billy's like, I'm going to do this throughout the entire fucking film. There was only one point I noticed that annoyed me. Yeah. When he was talking to the two cowboys and they just ignore him. And then he said it. Yeah. Because they're ignoring him. It was like, ah, this is too much. And you, I don't think he was actually on screen. I reckon it was an ADR. I reckon he did it. It was like, we should put in another hello here. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't said it in the next five minutes. <laughs> but I do love it. Yeah. I do like the hat montage too. Yeah. Did yeah. you know about the Mets thing? Because uh, he's a diehard... Billy is a diehard Yankees fan. Yeah. But the Yankees wouldn't waive the $40,000 fee yep. they would need to like be used on camera. The Mets was fine with it, yeah. yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, you're the Yankees. I think you're doing all right. Have Billy Crystal, like, wearing your hat is like... Maybe they're just at the point where it's like, we don't need that sort of stuff. Like, we're going to still charge. They're yeah. the Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Maybe they've read the script and they're like, we don't want to be a part of this. Uh, should we stop talking about this movie now? Because we've all talked about it for a long yeah. time. Should we wrap up? <laughs> all right, let's move on to television. We still got television and music to do. Well, I didn't watch any TV, so this will be brief. 
All right, so let's like run through the television. There's not TV much. only takes a minute, right? Uh, Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy Central started in the US. Uh, Neighbors first aired in the US for the first time. I can't imagine US people watching Neighbors. Yeah, it's probably the first and last time it aired. Uh, Blackadder goes forth. Probably my yeah. favorite Blackadder series started in um, Australia. What else? Um, there was an interesting thing that happened in um, Britain as. Uh, is it Bre- Blackadder related? Breakfast television. They were talking about a dispute about um, the council and a guy who um, didn't want to give up his land. And he shot... Who? Uh, he shot... The councilman was shot on live TV. You can watch it on YouTube. Oh, I did read about that. Um, so, like, you see him and he basically pulls out... It's like one of these old... Um, it looks like a really old pistol... And he's been waving it around for a bit, um, but they're not really backing off at all. And then he just shoots. He just shoots the councilman, and then like a bunch of other people got shot as well. Um, and then yeah, he got he got taken in. But yeah, it's 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 fucking frightening to watch. Did you watch it? Yeah. Ugh. I well, like it's the thing of like I I I didn't know there was there was footage of it, and it was one of those things. that's like once you hit play, you're basically in it. It's like yeah. Um, I don't usually go looking for that sort of shit. Um, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Did, did you watch Evil Genius on Netflix? No. Okay. What's that about? An evil genius. Is, um, it, a, is it a true uh, crime or? Yeah, it's uh, this guy that held up a bank. Um, oh, the um, the collar bomb. Collar bomb. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched the collar bomb thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, oh, didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. Well, usually there's like a content warning, or they'll blur it out. But no, just. It was yeah. There it is. And they did it to like dramatic effect in that too. It was um it was pretty yeah, pretty full on. Yeah. Um I yeah, I'd heard it I'd read about the case before, right? I don't think I'd ever seen the footage but I kinda knew it was coming. Oh. Um but yeah, it still still doesn't make it any less shocking. Um but then uh we only had one Seinfeld episode, it was the bus boy. Um I'm sorry I didn't watch it. They uh, like Elaine um I think they complain and the bus boy gets fired and they go to his apartment and try and make good. Oh yeah, and they try and make it up to him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we also had we had the final episode <sighs> of Law and Order Oof. season one. So, what's that? Yes, it is the best part of this. Um, no, I didn't hear anyone say that. Okay, so if you don't know um, <coughs> about this uh, section of the show. Uh, I basically try and uh, summarize the uh, episodes of this month of the long-running and uh, average worldwide-loved show, Law and Order. Uh, There was only one episode of this one. So is this a 30-second rundown or is this... I think a 30-second rundown. So we're going to do 30 seconds. I feel like I should just start my timer when you say the words Law and Order. No, and your, you your minute should be from when you mention <laughs> Law and Order. And it's up to you if you want to talk about how great it is or the episode. I have to give the run in. So you've got two seconds left. Okay. All right. All right. 30 seconds? Yep. Okay. Okay. So this uh, episode, the last episode of season one is called The Blue Wall. And what's this? The court part of the episode is at the start? Weird. Rich bankers get off and Stone is pissed. Someone in the cops is dirty and deleting evidence on a computer disc. They mention the word computer disc quite a lot. He says it a lot, <laughs> so it, it can't be any other disc. It's a computer disc. 
Um, Uncle Frank from uh, Home Alone guest stars in this episode as a internal affairs uh, officer. Dead. <laughs> you freak. Um, uh, one of the best lines of the entire series. We did it by the book. Yeah, but it was no bestseller. <clears throat> That was actually 31. I gave you an extra second because I interrupted with the Uncle Frank. Okay. <laughs> if you want to know what happens next, just email us at livingthepassport at gmail.com. And love, that was the Law and Order Minute. I love seeing Law and Order Half Minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do an entirely other podcast about the Law and Order Minute. I just love the pain on your face so much. When you still got... Was there many more lines? It was another paragraph. Whoa. Well, it's your fault. You asked for 30 seconds. Hey, you asked for the ball and you got the horn. Um, cool. Anyway, so... Is that TV? <laughs> yeah, so that's all... That's TV. TV's done. Good. All right, let's get on to music. Let's get on to music. <laughs> Alrighty, so it was a okay month. Let's go for the charts. We had in America again, Mariah Carey, "I Don't Want to Cry." We had, uh, I think, I had a a thought that you liked this song, and you've brought it up before, but Mariah I'm not Carey. sure. No, not this one. Um, oh. uh, yeah, everyone loves this song. I mentioned this. I'm yeah. pretty sure last season. Yeah, because this, the album came out last season, but this only came one by one now. So this is More Than Words oh. by Extreme. With an E or without the E? With an E. Okay. And we also had... Is this Taylor Dane? No, Paul Abdul. Oh. There's no dancing cat, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, then in Australia, we had... Um, the other Rat Cat song that you should know, but you don't for some reason. No. No. Sounds like Regurgitator or something. This is terrible. They do. Yeah, they're actually quite good. I'm surprised that Australia embraced them this much at this time. Gotta go for the chorus. Oh, okay. You don't know that? No, I no idea what. I'm pretty sure I've never heard that. Really? Yep. It's big in our house. If you the the film clip was very well, cool too. We yeah. grew up in a different house, Paul. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Mother, I don't know about the rat cat. Other kids are talking about the rat cat, but I don't know about the rat cat. I was busy with rugrats. Um, and then the other thing, and this was big in my house, and I was not a fan. How is this 91? I'm glad you asked. This is the Grease Mega Mix. Right. To coincide with the movie being released on video for the first time. Ooh. And this was played in my house by my sister quite a lot. I bet it was out on video in one of those like extra large cases that was kind of soft to touch. Oh, one of yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Yeah. So you can <laughs> touch. <laughs> Touch John Travolta's hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Grease Megamix. Um, and that that was around for years. 
I remember that being around when I was in high school. I think it's still around today. It's like, I'm sure any over 30s disco is going to have that. There's an over 30s disco? Well, I'm sure like, you know, there's, well, maybe not now, but like, you know, those time warp nights that they sort of go back and it's like, we're going to go back to the Grease Mega Mix and then you have like five people go, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll stop for a drink on Cold Chisel Lane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the album's released. Um, quite a quite a few okay ones. I feel like it was a pretty good month if you had eclectic taste. Danny Minogue, the naughty Minogue. I didn't listen to that one. I like Danny Minogue. Yeah. If I was, she's the naughty one. <laughs> I used to. Yeah, like I was. I don't know. I I kind of I was very attracted to her back in the day. Were um, your house? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there's burnouts everywhere. Um, there's also the movie. <laughs> I have to. I have to admit, I kind of did this because it was mentioned on the Simpsons. But um, Cool Modi <laughs> came out the album. Cool Modi. Yeah, remember in the Simpsons? Um, they talk about Maggie's name, and Bart goes, "I think she should be called Cool Modi Simpson." <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and he's like, "Cool Modi, Cool Modi." <laughs> and that's where it comes from. Uh, this banger came out. I saw Seal on the list. I was like, this probably wasn't a good album. I won't bother. There's no kiss from a rose. Exactly. (laughs) Um, We also had... Is that that not Certified Banger? Oh, Certified, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, come on. Um, Did not know know that Seal sang that song, by the way. Really? Which in, in turn wins my... Taylor Dane Award for this for this month. Nice. We should also nice. we did not do our May awards. Yeah, sorry, Danny. Yeah. So, um, hey, do you want to give one now? Uh, to May. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give one now? Uh, I'm gonna give it to Harvey Cartel and Thelma Louise because I forgot he was in there and Ugh. he was really good. Useless. Uh, mine's going to Minnesota North Stars because <laughs> they don't have long left. <laughs> cool. Um, we and I, also... I hope that Danny's would have gone to Daryl Braithwaite and Horses. Yeah, I thought that because um, I actually liked his song, um, that summer song. That one summer. That's but no, that's, that's he, had, from... he had no other songs. Yeah, no, he had one. He had a good one. No, eighty nine. How good's his little jump in the music video? <laughs> yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Check idiot. It Check it out on yeah. our uh, Instagram. Um, we had Sure come out with um uh album we had skid row we had this song fucking annoys me is this big audio dynamite yeah i completely forgot what that band was called so we were driving someone the other day i was like can you put on big audio dynamite the globe and the first song is rush yeah it's like oh fuck what have i done He sounds like the pimply teenager from The Simpsons. They remember they came out with um, there's an ad that came out with that song like a few years ago, making fun of like because at the end of it you know he goes yeah yeah like so like they actually made fun of that, but yeah um, both those songs were awful and I'm a Clash fan like I like the Clash, but they shouldn't be in the same basket. Well, Joe Strummer was playing for him. That's just not right. Yeah. 
I don't. Let's move on from that. Van Halen came out with one. Uh, we also had actually this is one of my favorite um, songs by Van Halen. No, no. So Christy McCall. Um, I really like the song. It's Walking Down Madison. Um, she, if you, um, most people know her. She does the um, female vocal part of um, Fairytale in New York with the Pogues. Oh. Um, and she was unfortunately killed in a boating accident, like late nineties. Oh. But this is, um, yeah. If you ever get a chance, uh, Electric Landlady is the album. Christopher McCall is a really good album. Um, probably one of my favorites of this month. Speaking of plane crashes, mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner had an album out this month. I saw I'm that. I'm pretty sure they all died. I think the surviving members. I think like yeah, I was. It didn't get very good reviews. That's what I was. I, I listened to it. It was. It was all right, but. Yeah, it's... Uh, we also had this song, which I thought was the original, but it was not. Not quite as boring as the original. Yeah, this is uh, the Candy Skins doing For What It's Worth. Um, I just remember <laughs> um, Public, Enemy, Public Enemy used that song as the um, the backtrack for their He Got Game song. The Washington film? Yeah. Denzel? Yeah, yeah and it's... um, it's like, And, and they, they got the original guy playing guitar, but it's like it's like two notes. Yeah. But he looks like he's doing so much more with it. I'm like, dude, you're doing two notes. Like, it's... You got to sass it. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, Natalie Cole came out with her soon-to-be Grammy, Grammy award-winning album and um, song featuring a... Um, so she's the daughter of Nat King Cole. Yes. And she did... A virtual duet. Maybe the first time. I didn't know this was 91. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, so obviously his... Her, father passed away but they 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 i don't know like it's, it's weird thinking about it like going to her and going hey do you want to sing along with your dad yeah and like we're gonna and it got i mean that song's so popular you gotta say banger yeah i'd say banger i i, I believe it was used in, it's gonna be used in some movie so i reckon that's what definitely I, I, multiple yeah I, I reckon that's what i remember from the most um such a good song I think that's all I had. Um, I also had... I didn't realise it was a live one, but I checked out the Indigo Girls release. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Back on the bus, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, take it or leave it. I had a very long-running joke with um, one of our friends with about the Indigo Girls for a while. <laughs> I don't know if I knew them before this. Uh, yeah. Um, there's one that I was disappointed that you haven't mentioned. What's that? David Byrne. I meant, I didn't mention it because it's a pretty fucking awful album. It's not. It's pretty bad. I had this, so one of my jobs is at a doggy daycare center and like occasionally we'll put on like a film or like some music just to help chill everyone out, get everyone to just calm down a little bit. Yeah. Because you can't play for 12 hours. And I put this on last week. I can't say that it worked. But it didn't not work in chilling them out. Because <laughs> it's... This is the thing you'd listen to if you're just alone in the woods or if you're going for a hike. Like, it's very... 
it's a very it's it's a very ambient album. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yeah, look, I, I it's I really like Never Burn. Um, I really love Talking Heads. Uh, this one didn't really do it for me, but some of his solo stuff's really good, and some of it's just like. You sound like you've never been in the forest. Just, oh, I don't think I have. <laughs> well, maybe you should go in the forest and then listen to The Forest by David Byrne. You know what? I will. <laughs> so you're going to say no. Um, lastly on my list was The Tea Party, which I can't find anywhere. I don't know if I like them or not. All I know is that Sensation song. I don't know that one. It's like the big breakout one. And he's got, I don't know if I like his voice. I think it's too low. It's got this sort of Soundgarden-y feel to them, I think. That's yeah. why I liked it. Can I just say, on the mention of Soundgarden, um, so the other night I took my bass out for a bit and had a bit of a play around, and I like just chuck some stuff on Spotify and Shuffle. Never knew how good a bass player Ben Shepard from Soundgarden was. I it's should have known. very, very fun to play along with. Um, yeah, I, I went through a bunch of his stuff, and I was like, oh, man, this is really, really fun. So, yeah. He was good. I learned something today. <laughs> Did you also know that uh, he wrote the song Never Named on Down on the Upside about his dog when he was a child? Oh, no. Yeah. He never named it? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I remember of that story. I like stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that wraps up another episode. Uh, we say goodbye to June 1991. If you want to get in contact with us, check us out. Uh, send us an email, livingthepastpod at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Living a Past Podcast, and then the month um, that you want to listen to, so June 1991. Uh, Letterboxd.com, check me out, PD Lumsden. We've got lists of all the movies we've been watching. Uh, Leave us a five-star review. Uh, I've noticed there's been, there's been a few more um, on there, so thank you very much. Um, and if you've got another, an, an album or a movie that you want us to do, um, like a watch-along or like a deep dive into, we might be doing some... Um, some more of them next season and even in between seasons as well as a sort of a, a thank you to everyone. So give us an email and yeah. Any requests, any, requests. Them through. any demands, uh, any solo century board games. <laughs> um, yeah. Just get on Instagram, send us a message Yeah, and look out for the amazing videos that are going to come from June 91. Oh yeah. Um, uh, until next time, uh, I'm Paul and thank you very much. I'm Ben and thank you even more. <laughs> the competition <laughs> <laughs>or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, Look back and relax. Thanks.